Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Krish. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Ethan Gordon. Ethan is a freshman at DePaul University and was the captain of our high school soccer team. Aside from being a phenomenal teammate, Ethan was also a good friend of mine back from Tulsa. Welcome, Ethan. It's great to have you. How's everything going? And how's Chicago like? I'm sure it's a lot different than Tulsa. First of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on this podcast. I, uh, I enjoy having the opportunity to speak with you and just catch up and uh, just talk with a good old friend. Um, Chicago. Chicago is a major difference from Tulsa. Tulsa is a very small city. Chicago is not. Um, Chicago, you can just go outside and explore the city. It's, I think, the third largest city in, in America. And you've got downtown. You've got the lake. You've got Wrigleyville where the Cubs play. You've got you've got lots of professional sports and that's that's right up my alley as Chris mentioned I'm a I'm a soccer player so it's it's amazing yeah and on that note you know just feel free to provide your background how you kind of got into soccer and how you're liking it so far at DePaul um for those of you don't know Ethan is a D1 athlete at DePaul congratulations again thank you yeah soccer it's it's been part of my life for uh we're going on 14 years right now I was born into soccer my parents played soccer my sister plays soccer so I'm, we're, we're just a soccer family and uh at DePaul it's it's a competitive league we play in the big east which is top three every every year in competition and that's that's one major major key on why I chose DePaul as a school I'm I'm enjoying it I'm fitting in I'm I'm competing every day and there's not much more I can ask for right now yeah, that's great to hear. And, you know, at DePaul, um, what position are you playing? You know, how many games have you played so far? How's the season been? Yeah, I, I play center back on the on the back line. Pretty, pretty key player for the team, I would say. This year I played 10 games and I started all 10 of those. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, and the season, the season, it was okay. It, it wasn't what I what I wished we had. Um, but the thing is, we're coming back for another year. I'm only a freshman, so I have three more years guaranteed and all we can do is improve at this point. So I'm just, I'm excited to get started again with, with some new teammates. And then in this spring and winter, we, we're looking to improve as a team and individuals. Absolutely. And that's exactly the mentality to have now, Ethan, you know, as far as I remember, you were just phenomenal on the back line, even for Booker T, um, you know, our old high school. How has it been like, you know, making new friends and connecting with your teammates? What's that bond like with your with your teammates? Yeah, that's that's one thing that I did not expect, to be honest, fitting into a collegiate team. It was amazing. They they brought me in just like I was another just another player. They didn't see me as a, a freshman or a newbie just coming out of high school. They they took me in. They treat me as a fourth year senior, fifth year senior, very experienced player. And they do not discriminate between your grade. If you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, fifth year, senior, it doesn't matter. They they take you in because they know at this point winning is all that matters. And if you as a player can help that, then they don't care how old you are, what city you came from, if you're from America at all. They just they just want to win at all cost. That's great to hear. You know, that reminds me of a quote um, from the famous Wayne Gretzky. Winning isn't um, 
everything, it's the only thing, or winning isn't the only thing, it's everything. And um, yeah. that's also great to hear that there's no politics involved. You know, it's pretty skill-oriented. You know, whoever's the best gets the most playing time. You work hard, you, you earn that spot. What, you know, differences have you noticed between, you know, high school soccer and kind of at the collegiate level? Obviously, I'm sure there's a there's a huge skill difference. Yes, the te- the technicality side, as you as you could see in any high school to college sport transition, I would say, um, it's major. You see all these kids; they were the best on their on their uh, high school and club teams, and they all come to the same college, and now they're fighting for a position. So, technicality is a big thing. I would say also speed of play. Um, that just means how fast you read the game how fast you play the game how fast your mind just works with what's on the field that the level that increased dramatically i'm very happy with myself because i adapted very well um and that just it came with just training with better players faster players bigger players smarter players it's just putting yourself in an environment which you're not comfortable with but that's where the most growth comes out so i'm very glad that i got the opportunity to uh play with those bigger faster stronger players yeah i'd have to agree with that it's definitely uh it's definitely an experience to play with people who are better than you and just learn from them and and grow and and see what they have to offer and see what insight and advice they can give you um as far as classes goes now you're studying business at depaul if i remember correctly right correct yeah so how are how are classes going you know have you gotten into any business classes um, as far as clubs and organizations, you know, how's your college experience been so far kind of outside of soccer? Um, I'm sure that takes up, you know, a really big part of your time, but at the end of the day, academics are also important. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, academic wise, I'm taking some gen ed classes that consist of this semester was economics, uh, business one-on-one, which is pretty simple. And then I had a, um, another class I I can't remember right now, but it's just some gen ed classes. I'm moving into the business side of it because that's something that I will want to venture into at some point. But I also have to check off those gen ed courses before I can venture too far into my uh, major. Um, Let's see. Clubs. I am part of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, which is called the SAC. And it's a committee that it's formed of just student athletes. and we were a club at DePaul. Uh, there's about two or three from each team that represent us here. And I have not had an in-person experience where I've had to, um, what's it called? Or I've had to help somebody or give forth my effort. But in the winter, I had the opportunity of helping a local elementary school. Um, and we're going to, we're going to, as a group, as a group of probably 30 people, we're going to help those students uh, read and just help their comprehensive uh, abilities with uh, English and grammar. And I'm really looking forward to that because those are the things that get me going. And just it just makes me feel like I'm a good person because I get to help out other people. Absolutely. And there's, you know, an unparalleled joy in helping others. Um, you know, I did a little bit of tutoring my senior year and, and junior year with uh you know, some students and it was, it was truly great to see them, you know, prosper and succeed and and know that I was able to make a difference. Um, You know, at DePaul's in Chicago, obviously a lot of things happened there. Any uh, special events, memories or stories? I'm sure you've, uh, you know, had a great college experience so far. I have, I have. It's, uh, 
it's a wonderful city. I mean, there's, there's good and bad in every city, city that you go, but I really think the good outweighs the bad here in Chicago. Um, personally, I think my favorite experience so far actually happened this past weekend. It was the, uh, the Christmas tree lighting downtown, uh, wow. Millennium Park. It's right by the bean. It kicked off uh, uh, 6.20 p.m., I believe. They lit the tree. They lit the whole park. And then they opened up the the ice rink right next to the bean, and I think it's just just a great way to to build the city. Honestly, you can go down there, have fun. It's free of admission if you have your own skates. If not, just rent some skates, and then you can stay as long as you wish. So, I think it's a great thing they do every year, and that is by far my best experience here so far. Yeah, definitely sounds like a memorable experience, and. You know, I'm hoping to see some some nice Christmas lights soon. So shifting a little bit back towards soccer, you know, the World Cup has has officially started. Tell me your thoughts. You know, I, I really can't think of a better guest to bring on. You, you know, you're playing soccer, you're D1, you have a lot of knowledge. What are your predictions? And, and most importantly, who are you cheering for? Yeah, well, the World Cup only comes every four years, so you know I'm excited. Um, whether it's the men's or women's World Cup, and in this instance, it's the men's. And my prediction, man, my prediction is going to be Brazil. They've got oh, interesting. they've got a, a lethal attacking side and just as good defense. So I think Brazil is going to take it home. Um, it's sad to say that the U.S. will not win it um, this year. I don't think it's the year, but I still hope they succeed. Um, that's all I got to say, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, from my limited uh, FIFA experience, just, just playing with the U.S. on FIFA, on the Xbox, um, it's it's a fun experience. It's it's fun to play with them. Obviously, always going to cheer for them first, um, have that sense of patriotism. Um, but, yeah, honestly, uh, I think Portugal might might have a run for it. Um, oh. People people tend to disagree, but, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, one oh. of the things I was, I was reading about, Ethan, was the World Cup's being hosted in Qatar, and there's some, a lot of recent controversies there. You know, what are your thoughts on this? What have you heard? Um, just hearing, you know, a perspective from a soccer player himself. Yeah, there's there is a lot of controversy, as you mentioned. Um, FIFA as an organization has been, I would say, on the heels lately because they've had some instances where uh, they've been caught either paying off certain people or getting certain people on their committee to make certain decisions. And that happened in this instance, they voted for the host city, um, which ended up being Qatar for 2022. They voted for it in 2010. And I read an article that mentioned that there was a Qatar and, um, FIFA representative and he ended up paying off some other some other committee people to vote a certain way, which ended up being Qatar. So obviously we can see that there is corruption and any business, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a sticky situation for sure. And it's been going on for a long time. So hopefully in the near future things change. But besides besides the bid of Qatar winning um further 2022 world cup i mean there's there's many problems the the workers that had to build the eight stadiums uh for the world cup within i think it was about 10 years it those workers were put under extreme stress and work conditions which 
there were fatalities. There were around 60, uh, 6,500, my apologies. Um, within that's two, still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a lot. And it's just, Qatar was not a, a place that the World Cup should have been hosted because one, their, their size of our country is very small. Um, and they only had one stadium, which, fell under the guidelines of hosting a professional soccer game. Um, and also the climate. It's it's kind of odd that the World Cup is happening in the winter because the reason being is Qatar's weather is it's it's extreme. It gets hot. And if it if the World Cup were to be in the summer or June or July, like it usually is, the players would not last. It gets to 110, 115 degrees, and that's just not possible to play a month-long tournament. In. So it's, it's just odd that um, FIFA chose or they were paid to choose a place where they just changed the traditions of the World Cup. It's always in the summer. People always look forward to it, and – it's just very odd that this was the place that was chosen because there were there were other countries like Australia, Japan, South Korea, and the United States that they were they were up for the bid, but um, there were just certain people in the committee that that paid some specific people, and it made it uh, made it go to Qatar's side. So yeah, there's there's a lot going on right now. Right, definitely a lot to unpack. That's some great insight. Um, I think it's very interesting you mentioned, you know, about feasibility of hosting it in Qatar. You know, I never really thought about those aspects, but, you know, geographically speaking, just Qatar is so proximally close to the equator, those those temperatures do get extreme. So it is interesting to think that the World Cup is being held in the winter, um, you know, kind of shifting towards, you know, one of the famous icons, Cristiano Ronaldo. I just wanted to hear your thoughts. There's there's a lot of, you know, TikTok videos, YouTube videos, and all sorts of theories circulating um, about his frustrations. You know, obviously he's frustrated. Things aren't going his way. I just want to hear your thoughts. Do you think this is justified? Do you think his actions speak against his character? You know, what are your thoughts? And, and personally, you know, I just want to hear, you know, are you, a, are you a Messi fan or are you a Ronaldo fan? The big question. That is a very big question. I will answer that at the end of this question. Uh, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's a big, a big part of your Portugal choice for the World Cup. So, I mean, depending on how he's feeling, that could decide uh, how your how your decision goes. But one hundred percent, I agree. Yeah. So, I'm I'm hoping for the best. Um, I don't want my bracket to to die too soon, but we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, with this club, Manchester United in England, he's he's having some some rough goes. So when when he was younger, he first signed with Manchester United. So he's he's been there before. And he just recently signed there. He's been there for about a year and a half. Um, him and the coach, him and the players are not are not bonding as as professional players should. And with his stature and with his um, social media presence um, as being one of the most famous people ever, he is not he's not doing what he wants. He's not performing like he wants. He's not getting the attention that he wants. So. There are rumors out there that he might leave Manchester United for another club or he might just retire altogether because he is on the older side of players. But personally, I do believe that he still has some years in him. 
he is a great player. He has one of the best builds in a soccer player you could look for. And he is one of the all-time greats. And going to the question, Messi or Ronaldo, I would choose Ronaldo. My reason being. Oh, wow. I didn't expect Ronaldo, that, to be honest, but Yeah, Ronaldo, he was uh, – he worked for everything that he had. He uh, he worked on his body. He worked on his game. He worked on switching clubs that would improve him. Messi, on the other side, he first signed with FC Barcelona, and he stayed with FC Barcelona for uh, 15 or 20 years. And he just recently – uh, switched over to PSG, but I think, um, I think Ronaldo. I think the choices that he made were better for his, for his career because I think staying at FC Barcelona like Messi did, I think it kind of stunted his growth. So I like that Ronaldo ventured into different teams, different aspects, different societies, and he. I think he's a more overall. Uh, better player. Very. Uh, I, I love the answer. It's a uh, very businessy of you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, that's great to hear. You know, I I'm personally a Ronaldo fan myself. Clearly, the the Portugal choice has has some influence on that. You know, obviously, both of these players are amazing, and and you know, we ought to respect them. One of the questions I wanted to shift to is who's your favorite player? Because it doesn't have to be Messi, Ronaldo, or even one of the greats that we typically consider. So who's your favorite player and, and kind of why? What's the rationale behind it? Yeah, so my choice is Virgil van Dijk. He plays for the Netherlands country team, and he plays for Liverpool club team. The reason I like him is he is a center back. He is a very... I said some bias. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, there might be. Maybe, maybe not. Um, his dominant structure is what stands out to me. He's a center back. He is the biggest guy on the field at all times. And not only is that by his height, but he plays the strongest out of any player that I've ever seen. So I just like the physicality and the willingness to go into any tackle, no matter who it's against. And on the attacking side, he can score 15 goals in a season if he wants off corners off kicks it's it's impressive and his distribution is one of the best i've seen from a center back in a long time so he's just he's a very good overall player he has had some struggles recently um i think some of that could be because liverpool is not having the best season so far but i honestly think this world cup break is going to give them a good chance to kind of recuperate and then bond back together once once they get playing again. Yeah, you know, I, I really like that answer, Ethan. It's a, it's a little bit unorthodox, and it's it's unique, and that's what ultimately um, we're here for. You know, Ethan, as we kind of wrap this up, I, I just wanted to ask, as you reflect on kind of your first year, first semester, sorry, first season kind of ending um, with DePaul, you know, what's one skill um, that you think that you've really gained? What's one area of your game that you think that you've noticed that you might want to work on or improve on for the future? Yeah, let's do, let's separate that question. Let's do one skill and then one thing in my game. Let's see. The skill is communication. Communication and college soccer is something that I never thought about. I have learned as a player and a person that communication is the most important per- or the most important aspect on the field. If you're not the strongest or fastest, it really doesn't matter because if you communicate and tell people where to go, 
what side of the ball they should be on. You can get there first and you can just play the smarter game rather than rather than the stronger or the faster game. So communication is something that I was not expecting to see in college soccer, but I'm glad that in my first season I was exposed to. Um, and then on the performance aspect side, I would say, would you prefer something that I learned or something that I excelled at? Excel, of course. I want to. I want to hear what so, you excelled at. Um, honestly, even though I'm a defender, I think my defending got even better in uh, college soccer. The reason being, you're playing the most shifty players that you can find in college soccer. The Big East is a very talented, very skillful um, league and conference. So. Just going against those players every day, every game, every training, it just it it really just tones you in as a defender. You as a center back, you have to be a good defender. And that is something that I feel that I've done very good at um just getting better overall. Yeah, no, very well spoken, spoken like a true champion. You know, it's always it's always great to catch up with a good friend. Maybe I'll, you know, see you in town. I know you're coming back tomorrow. Thanks for joining me on on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you, Ethan. No, thank you very much. I'm glad I'm glad to see this this podcast up and going and I cannot wait to hear the uh the guests you have in the upcoming episodes. Absolutely. That's a wrap. See you next time on Kicking It with Krish. Stay tuned.